0: Pylon listeners, we are back recapping the NFC Championship game. And oh boy, it was a close one. But unfortunately, the NFC North now has been officially eliminated from the playoffs in its entirety. Uh so let, let's go around to the crew here before we get into that Packers game against Tampa Bay. Uh so I'm Big Z representing Detroit Lions. Let's go around the rest of the crew. We got Kinger. How you feeling, buddy? Representing the
1: Packers. You know, to use Aaron Rodgers' words, I'm gutted, man. That was tough. In shambles right now, so close. Again, you know, to have the same experience is a tough spot. That's for sure.
0: Hmm. I think we might have some uh, conversation about other words that he mentioned after the game today, too, as well. Uh, But let's go to Barney representing the Bears.
2: Imagine not taking Tom Brady as an underdog. Wow. Whew.
0: And then last but not least, we got Remy representing the Vikings, who and he might be a little giddy.
3: Great day for Minnesota Viking fans and just a great day in football. Uh, 2021 (laughs) is great so far, and I couldn't have asked for a better birthday present. Just a great day in football.
0: (laughs) We say that and we're recording this on a Zoom call. Uh, Nobody can see this on the podcast, but um, Remy in his background right now has the – Kevin King tugging the jersey of uh, Tyler Tyler Johnson, right? That was the wide receiver for yeah. Buccaneers. So. Yeah. <laughs> the one holding call that was called the entire game, they left it for the biggest play of the game. Um, but, Kinger, I have a question for you on top of this. If I told you coming in the game that Tom Brady would throw three interceptions, how would you feel about your chances in this game?
1: You know, not only throw three interceptions, but – have the keep the Bucks to seventy six rushing yards and under four yards a carry, I would have been giddy as can be. Um, you know, this one stings in particular because I think the game was there for Green Bay in the second half. And I think for the most part, I mean, obviously Tampa Bay's defense had some big plays in that second half. That pass rush was just monstrous and continuous all day long. But, you know, the Packers really played well um and felt like obviously there was a lot of opportunities for them to you know, make this uh, opportunities for them to win the football game. Um, like you said, it was uh, three interceptions from Tom Brady. I talked about it, you know, the keys to the game. We're going to be forcing turnovers for us to not get points off those turnovers, To have the offense stall, um, you know, both times after the first interception. I think we scored seven points off the Amos uh, interception. But the next mm-hmm. two off Jair uh, will come out, throw the ball three straight times, back-to-back possessions after the interceptions to get no points out of that. Uh, it's killer, um, and you know, it just didn't capitalize where they need to. So many coaching mistakes today, I think were were made, um, and they just didn't put themselves in a position or they made the Packers beat themselves and made way too many mistakes out there to to win the football game today.
2: What uh? What coaching mistakes? You know, that off the top of your head, I know you probably disagreed with the the field goal, but what mm. ones come to mind that uh, that you saw that maybe the average listener or watcher didn't? See? So
1: let's just break down the end of the first half here, because you know this oh. is this is not <laughs> this is not uh you know the the game changer. It's not make or break the game, but if we're gonna talk about how this ended here, um. You know, so Green Bay has the ball with a minute and 40 seconds left in the first half. Um, Rodgers hits a dart over the middle to Lazard. Uh, They end up getting it up to, I think they're on their own 10. They get all the way almost to midfield. I want to say they're on like the 40 yard line. Instead of taking a timeout, they have two timeouts left. They take the clock all the way down, waste 35 seconds. Billy Turner then just gets blown up at left tackle. Rodgers then takes a sack. You know, and then the Packers opt to use the timeout. So it's second and 18. What happens? Rodgers throws the interception to Sean Murphy Bunting. You know, from there, I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's a 14-10 game. I'm saying we're still in this. We get the ball the second half. All we got to do is not prevent Tom Brady from scoring a touchdown here. Even give him three. And I'm feeling comfortable where we're at. You know, we're getting that first possession of the second half. What happens? Two key plays. Will Redmond drops a bunny interception off a terrible Tom Brady throw. And then you get maybe you get a fucking Greg Williams coverage here on fourth and three. You know, single high safety, one-on-one on on the outside, playing inside coverage. And Kevin King just gets absolutely burned. Uh, You know, and Adam Miller scores that touchdown. Brutal. Brutal. And so right there, I mean, there's two mistakes in my head. I think LaFleur should have called that timeout after the Lazard reception that they got 30 yards Great. off of completely they, they, agree with that they, yeah, so they blew 30 seconds there I think that was just very mismanaged um, then obviously like what are you doing with the Mike Patton call there on fourth down like you know it wasn't asked after the game I saw reporters say it was going to be asked tomorrow but right there that sequence in particular was killer and I think it really changed the momentum of the game obviously we can talk about that fourth down call you know kicking the field goal at the end uh you know the logic that is there behind it especially if you're trying to use that 2 minute warning as your fourth timeout but a if the bucks sky on that kickoff return hadn't gone down i think it gets down to that 2 minute warning anyway which is I completely agreed. negated right <laughs> so i think that was way too close to call for us to not put ourselves in that situation to give rodgers the opportunity to at least try and you know tie the football game Um, I think Matt LaFleur coached scared today. I think he shied away from the run game. Now, granted it wasn't going well for the Packers, but uh, you know, it seemed like it was completely just one sided and he, we completely abandoned our game plan. The balance was obviously not there today. Um, And I, you know, I think on the other side, you know, the bucks obviously took advantage of the matchups, right. Where they knew that they had, I wouldn't say it was maybe a coaching clinic today, but they take They capitalized on their, on their, on their mismatches, right. You know, they, they're, on the pass rush absolutely blew up the Packers tackles. They got destroyed all day long. Um, and then they picked on our corners outside of Jair, right? Jair had another great game, two interceptions today. Kevin King was horrendous, got (laughs) shredded. You know, Chan and Sullivan was getting beat left and right as well. Uh, especially in that first half. So the bucks and Brady specifically did a great job of, you know, taking advantage of the matchups where they knew they had, uh, had the advantage. And, um, you know, it's just a couple of those things. I feel like if we make better decisions, if Green Bay does things just a little bit differently, um, I fully feel, especially with how Brady played in that second half, that that game was there for the taking.
0: I feel like more so than uh, maybe some other games we've seen since Bakhtiari got hurt, you really miss his presence out there because Billy, I, I call him Billy Turnstile today. It was pretty bad up yeah. from
1: the left tackle. It was brutal. Brutal. Um, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, you got to give credit to Pierre Paul. I mean, and Shaq Barrett both played really good games, but um, you know, Turner definitely didn't, he got beat a couple times today where it was like, dude, what are you doing? looked like there was, you know, he was so far off from the start on a couple of those jumps. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, it's uh, credit to the box. They, uh, like I said, they, they did a good job of trying to take advantage of some of those matchups. And you finally got a good game out of MVS today. (laughs) He stepped the one guy that you know hasn't stepped up at times this year. Actually, did. Yep, MVS did it. You know, it's kind of cool. He's a Tampa guy. Uh, He grew up in Tampa, Bucks fan. So you know, he was hyped coming into this week. Had a great game. He was one of the few players that uh, I think really obviously stood out today. Um, And you know, he made some big catches when when we needed him.
0: Um, I I I wanted to get your opinion on the the refereeing today because there's a lot of holding calls that uh you know the broadcast was emphasizing on that they missed and then the Packers you know the last play of the game they lose
1: on a holding <laughs> call that they, they didn't call all game until the last play of the game you know I I'm not gonna I think the the refereeing the officiating was pretty poor in regards to just both both teams today um I don't think that you know, I see on Twitter, which Twitter is a cesspool, man. I can tell you, right? You, go on, <laughs> yeah. you, you want a guy's going to go see a just meltdown right now? Go take a look at Packers Twitter. Sheesh, guys. Like, come on now. Um, but, you know, it's uh, – wait, what was your question there? I just lost my train of thought there, Daisy. I'm sorry. <laughs> now you guys got just me a, Just about – yeah, I just get your opinion on the refereeing in general. What yeah, oh yeah, of the officiating. Yeah, I just think it was poor, and uh, literally on both ways. I mean, I can think of you know three or four calls really on both sides. The Packers had a, call, a false start. Um, you know, I think they had a couple of delay of games out there that that weren't called. But then again, the same side. Um, I think the, they missed a holding call on the Bucks in the offensive line. Uh, that was clearly defensive. There was a couple clear defensive holds on Murphy Bunting today um well the inner the interception uh, yeah exactly you know so but i'm not gonna sit here and complain about that again because i don't think uh you know i don't think the refs cost the green bay packers the football game today um you know i think that was pi on kevin king i just wish they would have called some of that stuff earlier in the game because i don't think it was consistent throughout the game i'm not going to argue that that wasn't the right call um so it i don't think it was great uh for either team today and Obviously you don't want to leave games up to the officiating, so you know, you again I don't know why we left the game up to our defense and Tom Brady anyway, but you know, have that combination and rely on the officials to to bail you out on a call like that. The one argument I will send on the PI, uh, you know, which is something that wasn't really addressed is was that ball even catchable? Do you guys think that ball was actually catchable for uh,
0: I think if he just which let one? him go, he was not gonna catch that yeah. ball. I remember make making that comment example? to my buddy the,
1: the last the, on the PI that ended the game with Kev, basically ended the game with Kevin King do you think that ball was catchable that's the only argument like I could make against it because he clearly held him right I'm not gonna argue against that
2: to be totally honest I can't even remember exactly uh you know like where the ball was um I just saw the the flag come in and I I honestly couldn't believe it because in in uh in in real time it like at least from the TV angle, it didn't look like there was any sort of grab at all. You didn't see the stretch of the jersey, right? I agree with that. It looked like it tripped um,
1: almost. Like he tripped almost. But yeah.
2: I, yeah. 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 I I I gotta give you, you know, credit for taking the high road there. Uh mm-hmm. it, it was all around officiating was horrendous. Agreed. Uh uh, I mean, there were, you know, like there were a lot of ones. Uh, but I thought towards the end, and I don't know if, if you picked up on it or whatnot, but I thought it was the most egregious hold uh I I it was one of the edge rushers for Tampa on the on the play where where Aaron Rodgers should have ran it in the goal line play to Adams and it was it was such a hold uh, the offensive tackle had on the that I was screaming and I like I was screaming because I thought Aaron Rodgers was gonna run it right in Mm -hmm. you know so I was like what the you know just going crazy but uh, I mean, it was both sides had just ho- horrible calls, but I will say one thing. I actually, you know, like I actually enjoyed the fact that there were less calls than than like, I would say that was probably the least penalized game in the entire football season. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I think what, was it three flags all game, four flags all game. I think the fourth flag, it was crazy yeah, yeah. when they came across, I think at the end, the encroachment, when they did it on purpose, I think that was maybe, the f- I think we had four flags today.
0: There was six total, four by the Packers, two by the uh, Bucks. So really clean game. It, you do, you uh, usually do not see six flags in a game in the NFL. And
2: I, and I just want to hold you for comment here. Uh, you're upset with coaching. Uh, do you, what's your official comment on uh, Michael LaFleur? Do you want do you
1: want him? Do you want
2: him? Remember like the first episode Remy called him Mike LaFleur. And we were like, oh, I might I, I might have been did. did
1: I slip up at some point saying that?
2: No, no, Remy did. Oh. And so I was like, you know what? He's definitely Mike LaFleur coming uh from here on out, but do you want him back next year?
1: Absolutely. Um <laughs> you know, that's not that's not a conversation I'm willing to die on. I know you're just trying to get get me wound up right now, but <laughs>
2: I know, yeah. man, I'm having a good
1: time. I'm sure you are. LaFleur didn't coach his best <laughs> game today, but, you know, I think overall we're in a good spot and we're trending Four. in a good direction on the offensive side. Four consecutive NFC
3: titles. You might as well just give him the Reggie Miller and
0: joke. That's bad, It's bad.
1: Wait, what are you talking are,
2: about?
0: Are you saying Rodgers has lost four consecutive NFC Championship yes. games? Yes, Remy. Put the yes.
2: pen down, Remy. Yes,
3: <laughs> mm. <laughs> he has. You know that is his stat. It's
1: tough. It's tough. You know, in the previous NFC Championships, he carried the Packers to those previous NFC Championships. This is far and away outside the Super Bowl team. Maybe 2014, uh, 2015. This was, uh, I think, the most complete Packers team that we've had. Um, and you know so i think it uh again a lot of those losses you can't i don't think it's fair to criticize aaron rodgers in that sense for his record in nfc championships games um i'm not going to say that rodgers played a perfect game today but um he played damn well. He looked better than Brady. Yeah, That's I mean, he sure. like I said, really he didn't good. play a perfect game today. Um, You know, the interception, obviously, which we'll talk about, obviously, if it was holding or not. But um, I really wish he would have hit Lazard on that slant route and the under route the first time oh, he hit. Wide uh, open. Wide open. We tried to force it into Devontae. And it's like that wasn't a bad throw. But, uh, you know, I think Rodgers missed that read. Obviously, we'll see. We're talking about and that. And Adams Adams dropped the touchdown on the first play of the <laughs> Adams dropped that touchdown. There. You know, three points. EQ dropped a two-point conversion. Uh, oh, that, that was even
0: worse.
3: I will say yeah. this. So, uh, I will say this. Tom Brady has won just as many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers has.
1: None of those stats really. <laughs> they don't. See, and I, and that I said that doesn't the one really Rex anything,
3: Grossman no.
0: has too, right? So, yeah. <laughs> this is a fun King one
2: er, to throw up. I, I want to ask you about that because uh, uh, Lazard on that, it was would it have been the first touchdown, the first time they were going in the in No, the it would have been the
1: second touchdown uh, after MVS. On the, you know, the, the,
2: it it seemed like his eyes were on, uh, Devontae the entire time. And it was a great ball that he threw. It just, you know, just not enough room, right? Do you think is it begs the question is Aaron Rodgers a one read quarterback? He's
1: a one read quarterback. Yeah, absolutely, Barney.
2: <laughs> no, I,
1: I was a little shocked though, boys, because on that possession, we hit, it was Devontae for three straight plays. He dropped a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Then we had the short out to the right where Rodgers rolled out. I think, uh, it was tipped or he just had a – it wasn't – there was no connection. I don't remember exactly what happened on that play. And then obviously he just goes out of the back of the end zone on that third down. But uh, they definitely were trying to force the ball a little bit to him today, which with their connection they've had all season long, you can't blame them. But the Bucks really did do their, uh, do their best to scheme him today. There was a lot of um, – you know, they put, a, they put two guys on him quite a bit. So it's tough that that possession obviously had get we get seven there that would have uh that would have big been big you know it could potentially have been a tie game heading to halftime there so you know
2: i i i honestly just couldn't believe that uh i mean just trying to be real with you for a second like uh i mean two guys in the NFL Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers i feel like if they have they 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 just they're not afraid of anything and if they have 10 seconds to march 90 yards they're going to you know like they're going to find a way to to do it mm-hmm. and i ju- i couldn't believe that that uh you know they the the game plan at least was to just make sure that uh that Tampa Bay didn't have enough time if they got the ball back and i was i mean that's like that is right out of the bears coaching playbook so i don't know how that happened i was shocked uh,
1: yeah uh, Brother, I share those same thoughts. Like I said, I mean, I think we were. It looked like we 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 already went through the first half, you know, sequence there to end. To me, it felt like we were playing scared. It felt like we were more so trying to avoid Tom Brady getting the ball back than us doing our normal flow on the offensive side and just to not have that opportunity. When either way, you know, whether we convert that fourth down or not, we have to score a touchdown in that game. Still, you know, whether we get the three points, you know, we've all seen Aaron Rodgers do things. You know, incredible things before to not get that opportunity. It's definitely, uh, it definitely stings.
2: Um, uh, one thing I will say about this game is it was a just heavyweight, you know, title fight type feel towards it. At towards the Fun end, I didn't know where it was going to go. I did, I could not believe the stones that Brady had, uh, right at half instead of going for what I thought was just clearly going to be the play was, was something, you know, 10, 15 yards into the sideline. The fact that he goes to Scotty Miller of all people, you know, I mean that he just, he dragged his nuts all over Lambeau field with that <laughs> one. And it was, it, I I love that shit. I mean, just like, not, not the fact that it was, but like, that's like, that's football play that you love to see.
0: It, it, definitely. And I mean, that's definitely what the Packers are doing, right? Kanger playing for the quick out. To the sideline instead of uh, prepping for any sort of long pass, that that had to be the
1: situation, right? Yeah, I, I mean that's uh, it seems like they had the single high safety, you know, man coverage on the outside. I don't understand what the thought process is there because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters in that situation is to not let them get seven. Let them take their chance at that point. It would if they, yeah. you know, it was a fifty-seven-yard field goal on that fourth down right there. Uh, or was it third down that they, I was fourth down that they converted. Uh, yeah, definitely was yep. fourth down. Yeah. Uh, it was a 57 yard field goal right then. You know, even if they get five to seven yards on a quick out, which is at the very most all they're going to get, they still got to kick a damn near 50 yarder, right? So that's in a position where it's unacceptable. Uh, Petten, you know, is probably not going to return next year. Um, you know, it was the way I'm seeing it. And obviously, Kevin King to just completely lose track of Miller on that and look just like, Completely lost, like he was. Uh, it's brutal. Like I mean, you couldn't uh, you couldn't draw up a worse end of the first half, which is why the Packers obviously. And then a fumble on the opening drive possession of the second half. Uh, they just put ourselves in a hole. And I give, do give credit to our our defense because our defense really did play well in the second half. Um, our playmakers really stepped up and and did what they needed to do. Obviously, Brady made the throws down the stretch. The Bucks made the plays when they needed to, but. Uh, they kept us in that game, especially, um, you know, historically it's been the offense has, you know, been the, the feature of the Green Bay Packers. And in that second half, they did what they needed to do. We just didn't execute well enough on offense to take advantage of those turnovers and, and really put pressure on Tampa Bay. Yeah. And
0: just quick, quick correction, it, I, just because I know someone listening to podcasts is like, no, that's not what happened. Is, uh, they, they converted a fourth down that was first and 10 with six seconds left, and then they threw the deep pass. Thank, so. you, for, thank you for clarifying that, Big Z. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to move on to a ne- the next question here and it m- deals more with Aaron Rodgers' comments and kind of about the future of the Packers here and maybe you can elaborate for us a little more King around what maybe he was talking about um, but he said uh, you know the Packers have an uncertain future including his and multiple members on the team I-, I know Aaron Jones is a free agent but Aaron Rodgers still has three years left on his contract do you think he's just saying that to, to say it I mean what wh- what do you think is
1: behind those comments there I think, I mean, there is, in general, I just think he's saying there is a lot of uncertainty with the future of Green Bay. Um, we've obviously talked about a situation previously, I know we did early on in the season, where there is a scenario where it could potentially be beneficial for the Packers um, to release Aaron Rodgers or try and trade Aaron Rodgers, you know, before the first day of the league year in 2021. Um, really? Uh, yes, I'd have to go back, and, and I'm not prepared at this moment to to go uh, to go look on those exact details. I'd have to go scroll deep on my Twitter feed. Uh, but there's definitely a scenario out there that I read about that there was a chance that this was going to be the last year that Aaron Rodgers was a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. That being said, I don't think that there's any chance that that happens, um, especially when you're looking at the MVP of the season this year. Uh, you know, I don't think that there is – Uh, I don't foresee a scenario right now where he's not the quarterback. Um, You know, him talking about the future of the Green Bay Packers, there's obviously a lot out there. And I think there is going to be some roster turnover, unfortunately. Um, With this salary cap going down next year, the Packers are not in prime position uh, with the salary cap. You know, Lindsley is a free agent as well. Uh, Kirksey is as well. Kirksey, Preston Smith, um, Kevin King, both the running backs, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, are free agents as well. Uh, so, there's going to be a lot of um, uncertainty around, and obviously the Packers are going to have to make a lot of tough decisions going forward in regards to what they do. Now, that being said, I still think they have a great core of players that they have signed long term. You bring back Rodgers, you've got a really good, young, promising back in A.J. Dillon. Um, you know, we're going to have our tight end, Bob Tunyon, Big Robert Tunyon's going to be back next year. We're going to have DeGora, our rookie, coming off his ACL surgery. We're going to have Adams, MDS, Lazard back. Bakhtiari will be back next year. Um, You know, and then on the defensive side of the ball as well, right? We still have big Z's. Z'Darrius Smith is going to be there. Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary. Jair is still out there. Amos and Savage should be back. So we've still got playmakers out there um, and a lot of really good players that are going to be returning to Green Bay in 2021. But it's um, some of this core and some of these players, obviously, that you guys have seen who have been impactful. We're not sure we're going to be getting everybody back next year. Yeah, and just a uh, quick number, th- the numbers uh, per ESPN. Rodgers
0: has a salary cap charge of $36.3 million in 2021. So this upcoming season, $39.9 million in 2022. After the, 20, uh, after the upcoming season here, the Packers would save $22 million in salary cap space, but would have to count $17.2 million in dead money if they were to release them. If they moved on after this season, they would save only four point seven six. So it seems like a year away type thing. Uh, from happening based on the numbers at least yeah barney
2: hey kinger uh you know i understand that you might not know the answer to this and this might be something we address you know next time we chat but it's hard for me to understand why that comment would be made from him just because like obviously you can get traded right like like i mean you're not always you're not always guaranteed the roster spot nobody's too big right but with his contract uh you know being damn near accurate or maybe even underpaid you know for the mvp of the league what in what scenario would it like i i don't understand why it would benefit the packers in any capacity to not go on with him as the quarterback i like i I just I don't understand where that comment came from because like if I, if I got that he was like coming up on free agency, like then yeah, it's like, well, somebody might pay more, but it's like i I don't understand how you can, you know like think from inside the the, the Packer's brass that offloading him for any amount of picks or anything would be you know like better than having Aaron fucking Rogers at
1: quarterback I- Echo your statements 100%, Barney, and I don't quite know what he meant by that. And it's like I said, it surprised me just a little bit to hear that um, from Aaron because, obviously, he's very calculated with his words. He doesn't, you know, when he speaks to the media, he is very yeah. careful with what he says and things like that. So I don't know. Again, I, maybe I should have been sulking all night, you know, not been a half-ass watch this Bills Chief game. Uh, but, I, you know, I wish I would have had a little bit more Uh, done a little bit more prep work ahead of time to be able to talk about that. But obviously in future episodes, we can be addressed. But yeah, I don't think, uh, I think the Green Bay organization, which they've proven not to be, I think it would be very foolish for them not to bring back Aaron Rodgers, especially after the season, Um, a good core of that offense coming back. There's no reason that they shouldn't be able to compete again next year. Um, We'll see if we're as good as, you know, from top to bottom with the roster as we were this year, because I still believe this roster really was, um, quite talented. Uh, there were obviously gaps out there, but they were, I, you know, one of the better Packers football teams that we've seen in the last decade. And uh, we're just gonna wait and see what happens. But there's not gonna be too many opportunities left for us here, boys. You know, that's where uh, I think that's one of those things where, um, you know, I think maybe his comments are a part of that, where he realizes that he's getting older. This was potentially going to be his best shot. You know, for the rest of his career to get that Super Bowl appearance, get that another second ring. So uh, it's got to be extremely tough for Rodgers. And it's, I hate it that we continue to just put ourselves, (laughs) I love that we get ourselves in this situation. Like it's so much fun being able to watch January football. But man, to get your heart broken, you know, continuously in these NFC championships games, ah, it's tough.
0: (laughs) January football sounds nice. As a Lions fan. <laughs> <laughs> I <can only> imagine. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, and, and, and again, just to recap really quick, because I said so many numbers, but at the, at the Packers release Rogers this year, it would be 31 million in dead money. If they did it in two years, it would be 17 million in dead money. So huge difference in that regard.
1: Interesting. I'll have, yeah. When we, when we sneak up back next time, I'll make sure I, uh, I go find what I read so I can at least articulate that to everybody.
0: That a boy. Um, so, I mean, do you have any last words about the Packers here, Kanger? I love
1: the Green Bay Packers. You know, it's tough, but, uh, we've been here before, unfortunately, uh, and we continue to bounce back. I don't think many people thought the fact that Green Bay was able to get the back-to-back NFC championship appearances. Um, a lot of people thought they were going to regress this year overall. You've got to be very happy and, you know, proud to be a Packers fan after the season. There was a lot of good football, a great run. Um, unfortunately just came up just a little bit short again. So uh great season. I hope, but uh, I hope we get a lot of our guys, many of our guys back as we can next year um, and just continuous improvements. And I'm just looking at, I want one more run now, boys. I said it last year, but now I just give me one more run with Aaron and then uh, we'll see what happens. But uh tough way to end the season. Congrats to the bucks. All right.
0: Uh, so uh, we're, we're not going to wrap up the episode, actually, because some other news happened this weekend with my team that I think it would be important to discuss. Um, So on the Detroit Lions news front, a few things happened. Um, They officially hired defense coordinator Aaron Glenn. Uh, reports are that Anthony Lynn will be their offensive coordinator. And then John Dorsey, the former GM, uh, the guy who drafted, um, he, he helped draft Patrick Mahomes. He helped draft Packer Mayfield. He helped draft Aaron Rodgers, Kinger, uh, when he was with the Packers there as the College uh, scouting director. Uh, he has joined the Lions as like a kind of like a consultant role. I'm not exactly sure what his role is, but it's some sort of consultant. Uh, so he has joined them. But the bigger news, uh, we can get all that later as we talk about the off season. That's where those guys will come more involved. But the bigger news is Matt Stafford has reportedly he reportedly asked for a trade at the end of the season, uh, and and the Lions have agreed to kind of seek out the best trade value for him. If there's fair market value there um they will complete the trade which is just wild news you know i he's been with the lions 12 years so pretty much half of my you know knowledge of lions football as long as i the 12 of my 28 years alive <laughs> he's been the lions quarterback so it'll be really strange to see him out um of a lions uniform but you know 12 years no playoff victories, something's got to change uh, and with all the changes at the top uh kind of expect i i thought he'd be back one more year to be quite honestly so it, it did take me by surprise um, but I guess it is, I mean, it is time to move on after 12 years and no playoff victory. Something's got to change. And if, even if that's quarterback, even if he is playing, playing good, i was just curious what, what do you guys think? I know we talked about this before, but in the ESPN article that Schefter wrote, uh, you know, fair market value, the Lions are expecting at the minimum a first round draft pick. Would you, you guys didn't, you guys laughed at me at first. He said first round or no you, way, but I mean, that's what the Lions said think. Two. What was that, Barney? You said two, and we laughed. That's not out but of we, the realm of possibility.
1: I,
2: <laughs> yes, it all is. Right, all right. Yes, it I, is. Since you're, yes, since it you're is. asking, since your your question though is is what do you think uh, could could be you know put together to to prime away, right? Yeah, I will say that uh, you know it is very common to overpay in free agency, uh, whether that's with draft capital or you know a number of different ways. So. I could see them getting a first round draft pick from, you know, like a team that is ready to win now, maybe like somebody like the Colts or, you know, like that might have a really good defense, but does whatever it it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But I could, I could see a first round draft pick going. I just, if, if, if if we were talking about, you know, like what I would do, right. Like, I mean the bears, I would love him on the fucking bears. I have been a Stafford fan for a long time. I don't um, want to
0: see him on the Bears. <laughs> get right. him the AFC.
2: <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I don't know if I'd want to trade a first-round draft pick for him just because I only think he's only, like, I think he's fantastic. I don't think he's got a whole lot of years because he does get banged up quite a bit. But he each, plays through it. Each and it. every year. He does. And he's, he's a tough son of a bitch. Uh, but, you know, like, when you're getting older, are you going to be able to play through it? Who knows? But um, we'll see. We'll see what he gets. But he could definitely get. From some team, a first round draft pick,
0: but you you don't think I see that my reasoning between two first rounders and why it's not absolutely insane is that the salary cap has decreased this year. It's going to be harder to find a quarterback at like a mid market value like him, uh, and I I think that adds a little extra value because he's he's nineteen million against
1: the cap. If we're a team that gets him, he's thirty three years old though. Uh, you know, two. 32. For, well, he's going to be thirty three. He will be 33, thirty three. Yeah. You know, in the, in the next se- or next NFL season. Tom Brady's uh,
0: 43 and getting paid $22 million. He's also the GOAT. Exactly. <laughs> um, and just I have throwing to- it out there. You know, these quarterbacks have a lot lo-
1: more longevity than they used to. But has, does Stafford fit that bill? Like Barney just said, he has uh, been quite a bit, or he's been banged up quite a bit in his career. And, you know, Stafford's definitely a guy. He said the Colts are a great example of a team um, probably top of that list, you know, one with a pretty complete roster looking for that quarterback. Um, he's going to come in and obviously – they're go- he's going to help those teams win some games, and I would give up a first rounder for it. But I don't think you want to bank. I think it's going to on- be a first and something. So
0: I mean, do you think it's just going to be a first that we get? I, I no, think it's going to be more. I
1: mean, you probably get a little bit more than that. But I wouldn't two first rounders. I would not be banking on Matt Stafford. Is that? You know I'm what?
0: not saying it's going to yeah. happen. I don't think it will. I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility. Because we've seen Jalen Ramsey go for two first. We've seen Laramie Tunsell go for two first. Um, and th- I mean, those guys had two years of control. Then they got an extension after they signed. But, those guys I mean, are also that, in their mid twenties, though. And this bro. is a, yeah, this is a premium, a the most premium position in all of sports, yeah. though. So there's a little extra value there as well. Remy, what do you what do you think the value is though? What would you trade for Stafford?
3: I, I mean, I don't think they even get a first. I think they get a second. To be honest, I'm just saying <laughs> out of age. He's he's not proven
0: to be a if they winner, don't get a first, they're not trading him. He's he, he'll put he will be the quarterback of the Lions if they don't get a first. We'll see. I, I think he's gonna be the quarterback if the, I, again, I don't think I think someone's gonna offer a first. Uh, uh, if I, I just I, I, I don't know how that the deal gets done if you don't throw a first rounder in there.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if it's like getting a first, but conditionally where the where the Lions would, you know, also give them their third or something like that. It's like all right. We will basically Maybe. swap the third pick for your first overall pick. That might that might do it. But I, I I mean, but like you brought it up, there's there's people get overpaid. So I mean, first round pick, is probably likely, probably likely. Yeah, it's but not. We're working for years. a small
3: window know. that Stafford has. You don't know when he's gonna be done or if Maybe. he's going to be, but.
2: I love Stafford. I hope he goes to the Bears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Colts uh, connections with him here. At least, just from reports that they, they love him. I mean, a lot of people in the NFL like Stafford a lot, and they they've like waited to like have the opportunity to work with them, and it's, here's their chance. You just, just wait until Andrew Luck comes I'm really interested to see what to they get for Colts. him.
3: What's that? What's that, Remy? Wait till Andrew Luck comes out of retirement and saves the Colts. You heard it here on this <laughs> on this podcast episode.
2: We also we also heard that the Carolina Panthers were going to win the, the AFC South. So uh, <laughs> there are some hot takes coming out of Minnesota. All right, Nick Bowles, you can be quiet
3: over there, Mister Mister Nick Bowles <laughs> touche, won a championship, touche. so he's going to win one in Chicago.
1: Uh, I, I think know.
0: the Forty ers yeah, are actually going to get Stafford if. If I had to pick a team that's going to get Stafford, I think it's the Forty ers But yes, they—they uh, they seem like the team that's going to pay a little extra to get the quarterback that they want really badly. Maybe you guys. Um, sw- swap the, the other and grab aspect Garoppolo. of this is the Lions at the seventh. What's that, guys rugby? Swap and grab Garoppolo. No hell. No, absolutely no fucking chance will that happen. Or well, will I, just will I accept a that at scenery. least? <laughs> no, no. He, he, we, we've seen what he could do. Um. The, the Lions hit the seventh overall pick, so it'll be really fascinating to see what they do in the draft with that. Zach Wilson. If they, boy. if they get that extra first round pick, do they use it to move up in the draft to grab a Zach Wilson? That'll be interesting. Uh, because the, the, bringing John Dorsey really excites me about that, because he's hit on three quarterbacks so far. So uh, um, can he hit on a fourth in Detroit? That, that's a big question. Uh, we'll see. But I just wanted to mention this, uh, as far as my feelings about Stafford, you know, i I'm going to miss him as a player, but as I mentioned, 12 years, no playoff victories. It was just that time in his career, and the Lions are making drastic changes everywhere in the organization, so I guess it makes sense. I guess it makes sense, and I'll root for him wherever he goes. Uh, I wish him success, but uh, <laughs> not if he goes with Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I mean, he he can go home 16 for all I care again. <laughs> well, I guess he can go home 16, but... Uh, Regardless, yeah. No, no, if he goes to Bears, no, no chance. What, but Barney, if you're the Bears, what would you give up for Matt Stafford? What, if you're Ryan Pace, what would you give up?
2: Sure. So, if, if I were, I, I, I mean, if it absolutely took a first round pick, then I would get in the weeds where I would say, I want your second or something like that. And we're going to mm. switch your first for my second. I, I think that the Bears are a little bit away, especially because I think there's going to be a lot of turnover and our defense will not look the same. Uh, so, I mean, this might be a better, better conversation is the maybe it's the draft rolls around when I actually think when I have a good idea of what, who's going to be on the team. But, um, you know, he, he, Stafford's going to
0: be gone before the draft. If it happens, uh, he's going to be gone before the first or the fifth day of the league year, because that's when his extra salary, uh, you know, bumps in and that would hurt the cap for the Lions. So they want to get rid of him before then
2: sure but i mean at the same time that the corresponding moves to the bears would already like be happening then at the same time so i would have a good look but um i mean i i'm hungry for a quarterback to look good i mean that the one of the best statistical quarterbacks in bears history is Mitch Trubisky now you know with uh <laughs> with the uh I, I don't know it's actually on a couple different stats but Yes, uh, when, you, when you can could say Mitch Trubisky and uh, Jay Cutler are the best quarterbacks in your you know history, and you've been you know one of the oldest teams in the entire yeah. league, uh, you know, I, I would I would welcome a, a quarterback like Stafford.
0: Well, lo- Stafford's the best Lions quarterback they've ever had. He'll hold every record for a long time uh, until another quarterback comes in place. Twelve years for the Lions, uh, especially a pass-heavy one like Stafford's been, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. A lot going on in the NFC North, gentlemen. Uh, You know the NFC North season wraps up today, Uh, but you know we'll we'll forge on here. Now, now we're all in our off-season mode. We're all in the off-season mode, even Kanger now. You and your Packers now, even in off-season mode. So welcome to the club. It's a little later than the rest of us, but you're there now with us too.
2: We've kept your seat warm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Oh man. Uh, So thank you everybody for listening, and also thank you everybody who signed up for the squares. Uh, that was really a big success, right, Barney? Uh, we get, we got we yeah. filled both out, so
2: yeah, it was uh it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was really good. Um, uh, you know, talking back and forth with some of our listeners. So thanks for that, and also thank you for uh for joining the bracket pool. We should yeah. find out who the winner is uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. So um, a lot of good stuff coming out of here, and uh, we appreciate your guys' uh support.
0: Absolutely. So thank you everybody for listening. The Pylon. On Instagram, follow us on there. Twitter, the Pylon Pod. And then subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe. Please leave a review as well. We'd really, really appreciate it. So thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're Packers fans listening, we're sorry. Remy's certainly not sorry, though. That's uh, our skull. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we got one more football game. Uh, and then it, then it's a long wait for the next time we see football on our TV screens for a while. So I guess enjoy the anticipation for the next two weeks. It's going to be rough.
2: <laughs> and in the beginning of the season, we didn't even know if you're we going to get halfway through. That's so, right. So what hell of a season. I tip my cat to the packs. I'm so happy they lost today, but Kinger, yeah. I'll be thinking about you.
0: And Kinger, the Kinger, those Packers fans in the stadium got to be tired. They're banging those signs like, like crazy. They, they, the shoulder, uh, their shoulders got to be, uh, you
1: know, got a great workout today. They were doing their part. You know, <laughs> the, the Packers faithful always shows up and, uh, I'm you know, definitely it was it was cool to see the, the stands today and having all that all those folks out there again.
0: Definitely. Well, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll get full stadiums in September. Uh we, we don't have any more of this nonsense. Uh but again, thank you everybody for listening. Have a great start, uh, to your week. And uh, you know, this is this is the, I hate this week when it's like the week off before like Super Bowl week. Just like the weird lull. <laughs> but uh nonetheless. Enjoy it. Uh, Just find some happiness somewhere in your week. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. What's that, Marty?
2: I was going to say, hello, college basketball betting. (laughs) There you go. That a
0: boy. That a boy. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great start to your week. And we'll be talking to you soon.
2: Bear down.